Hey, hashtag biz with the beard podcast fans. You may have noticed that the beard has gone pink. Well, there is a reason why we are going pink through the end of October. And that is because we are an ambassador for the Real Men Wear Pink 2020 campaign to help the American Cancer Society raise money to help fight breast cancer. So why do I wear pink? I think we all can agree that cancer sucks. Breast cancer especially sucks because it affects everyone. If you were like me, you probably know of someone who has had it, fought it, survived it, or unfortunately has lost their battle with this awful disease that affects millions of women. Recently, some very dear friend and family members were diagnosed with it. I have also had several friends die from cancer. And that is why I'm stepping up and asking you to step up as well to fight breast cancer with all that we got. So help me make a difference by supporting my Real Men Wear Pink campaign by hitting the listener support button on our podcast page at anchor.fm biz with the beard or go to my personal American Cancer Society Real Men Wear Pink campaign page at www.main.acsevents.org slash go to slash curfew c-u-r-p-h-y donate one dollar five dollars ten dollars one hundred dollars or even one thousand dollars and help me fight breast cancer every day the american cancer society is saving more lives for breast cancer than ever before they're helping people take steps to reduce their risk of breast cancer or find it early when it's easier to treat they provide free information and services when and where people need it the most they fund groundbreaking breast cancer research and they're working to ensure access to mammograms for women who need them so help me step up and wear pink with the beard now through october and donate to this needy cause thank you and have a successful day Executive production. Now, built up and shut up. It's going to be one bumpy, flipping ride. May God be with you all. I'm back, bearded, tatted, and more badass than ever before. Welcome to the podcast that is authentic, shameless, unapologetic, and raw. This is another episode of the Hit Business Podcast, hashtag biz with the beard. This is business as you've never heard before. Hold on tight. I'm not exactly sure what's going to happen. I am your host, the man who is not only building a legacy, I'm growing one on my face. I am the beard, Kirby Smith. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. And joining me today is a woman who has no beard, but she could possibly still rock one and still turn heads. She is the Cancer Control Strategic Partnerships Manager at American Cancer Society in Peoria, Illinois. She is also a graduate of psychology from McMurray College. Best yet, she is from the historic township of my high school and alma mater, Princeville High School in Princeville, Illinois, where she was a stud athlete and, most importantly, an outstanding softball player. I am pleased to have on the hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast a fellow Princeville prince, or princesses in her case, and good friend, Courtney Heiser. Welcome to the Hashtag Biz with the Beard po- podcast, Courtney. Hey, how you doing? Oh, goodness, Kirby. Thank you for that amazing introduction. I'm really honored to be on your podcast today. This is awesome. Yeah, no, thanks for coming on. I think this is actually fantastic. Like I said, uh, from my, so it's print, it's right. It was princesses for the girls. Is that right? Is they still do that? Or is it, is it a change? What is that? You know, what it's called? That, that's a great question. You know, I princess, principal princes. Um, I don't really ever <laughs> think we called ourselves the princesses. 
Um, what, what, yeah. what, what was it? Is it Lady Prince? I mean, what, what is that? Oh, yeah, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> you know, I think we were just so focused on um, being the prince on the horse and um, coming from that small rural community. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, really I... think we had a woman representation back then. <laughs> yeah, that's not very politically correct, were we? That's, that's no. kind of bad when you look at it. That's really bad. Right. And well, what the hell is? It? I was I caught so much slack for that. Everyone's like, "What the hell's a prince?" And they razzed me all the time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we were mighty though. We were small, but we were mighty. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So Courtney's with the American Cancer Society and reached out to me to be an ambassador this year for the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. And like I said, having known Courtney for a long time and knowing how cancer affected my family and hers. Um, I agreed to see what I can do. So, which means I need everybody's help and all my listeners' help. Okay. So, here's how we can do this before we get into the show. I need all my listeners to go to our podcast page at anchor.fm bizwithbeard and hit the listener support. I need you to donate $1, $2, $10, $15, or $100, or even $1,000, whatever. You need to do that by hitting the listener support. And what I'm going to do, I will be do donating 100% of my proceeds from the listener support button for the month of September and October to the Real Men Wear Pink campaign and American Cancer Society. Now, if you want to donate directly to the campaign, all you have to do is go to my Real Men Wear Pink page through the American Cancer Society and donate directly to the campaign. And here's the address, all right? The address to donate is main.acsevents.org slash go to slash curfew. And that's C-U-R-P-H-Y. And there, you can donate and help fight this deadly disease. And, might I say, I look damn good in pink as well. He looks like a weirdy. So. <laughs> good one, Kirby. <laughs> you know, Kirby, I could even sweeten that deal a little bit right All now. All right, here we go. If, you're if your listeners uh, make a $35 donation before September 25th, they will have an opportunity... Uh, brace yourself to win um, an Apple Watch, uh, wow. the Series 5 Apple Watch. Sandbagging, son of a bitch. So everybody can get on board um, and make a $35 donation. Um, your chances are going to grow to get that Apple Watch on your wrist. Am I exempt from that? <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> I do believe so. <laughs> so how are things up in Peoria, Illinois? You know, Kirby, that's a great question. Things in Peoria, um, in certain pockets, they're just booming. Um, we've got new businesses coming in. Um, uh, you know, we've got the youth really taking an, an avid part in their community. Um, real estate is is hopping here in Peoria, Good. believe it or not. Um, and we're really, really proud of that. Um, and, you know, we've got some new things coming in, but we've got some new things going out as well. So, you know, PR is a great town. Um, we've got great schools, um, got great outlining schools, Princeville being one of those schools um, that's just continuing to grow and flourish. Yeah, good. How's, yeah. The, how's the dating scene up there? Do you, do, do, do you have a man? And does, your man have, <laughs> and does your man have a beard? Boy, that escalated quickly. Uh, that would be a no on all fronts. Uh, um, so, so glad we could bring that up in front of your yeah. audience right now that, uh, well, no, hey. this this girl is currently single right now. Well, 66% of my listeners are male. So, <laughs> you know, hey, who knows? Okay. I've this show, that's great. Unfortunately, most of them are out of California. Uh, oh, not wow. most of them, but we have a lot big following in California. So, yeah, I don't know if you're in a long distance relationships or anything like that, but who knows? Might happen. So. Not rolling anything out. <laughs> <laughs> so, do you get a lot of spammy sales emails? Do you ever get a lot of that stuff? Um, so I do, um, a lot of marketing, um, a lot of just spam over overall, especially working where we work. What, what's um, the worst sales pitch you ever got on an email? Oh, oh, curfew. Um, there's been, <laughs> there's been so many of them. It's, it's really based on how they can improve your technology at your, yeah, at yeah. your organization and put me directly in touch with your CEO. Um, yeah. you know, well, I'm not going to do that by no, any means. No, right. well, I asked that because I don't know if you listened to the show last week. We added a new segment to the show where I read okay. the worst or funniest sales pitches in my inbox from the week. Um, <gasps> you want to hear this? Oh, absolutely. Okay. Give it to all me. Right. All right. So, all right. So let's just jump in this. We're ready for another segment of Don't Spam Me, Bro. You have to be closing all the time. 
And today's sales pitch comes from my LinkedIn inbox. All right, this is one of the worst sales pitches I've ever gotten. And let me frame this. Message comes from a young woman, caught by eye. She works at the American Cancer Society. Her name is Courtney. <laughs> I'm joking. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm joking. That's a joke. That's just a joke. That's not true. That is not true, folks. She did not spam me. Um, so no, but seriously, this week's sales piece does come from my LinkedIn inbox. All right, uh, but it isn't from Courtney. All right, let's get that straight. So, and here's what the message says. Actually, I, I'm not going to read what the whole message, but because I, you know, because I don't need to. But this one was dead on arrival in the first four words. Here's why. It says, "Hey, Kerfee," and then right underneath that it says, "Hey." In parentheses, first name. I was like, oh, you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> no. So, so what, what, it's a classic example of a bulk email sent to multiple yep. editors, right? Uh, so now I, I don't have anything against the strategy. We're sending out bulk emails. I don't know. I, I mean, I do it. Uh, but please, if you're going to do it, spend some freaking time to personalize the email and campaign, you know, and, and get, just complete your template. I mean, what a waste of time. And not only did this guy waste space at the top of my new message inbox, he's <laughs> Also made it all too easy to make my weekly winner list of don't spam me, bro, right? That's just, <laughs> just too easy. So, uh, so congratulations to this gentleman. You've managed to be about as useful as diet water. So, I mean, <laughs> have you ever seen anything like that, Courtney? Oh, my gosh. Uh, uh, not that bad. No, not that bad. That's a classic copy paste uh, and did not proofread one bit. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. I don't mean to put you on the spot. So. No. Uh, who am I kidding? Yes, I do. Uh, right. <laughs> I, just want, I just want to test if you uh, if you're uh, you know still cool and uh, see if you can laugh with me the, throughout the show as well. You know, so oh. if not, then this show will probably go south. And <laughs> I've had I've had a lot of shows go south, right? So, but yeah, I could care either way. Um, so <laughs> you're not sensitive, are you? No, not at all. all, right. all I, right. uh, keep in mind, Kirk, you know I had two strong brothers. So that's right. They were, uh, yeah, you did. We're was good. A younger brother and older brother, right? That's right. Smack right. in the middle. Yep. Mm -hmm. All right. All right. So uh, lucky or lucky for you, you're stuck with me for the next 30 minutes. So if you are sensitive, you need to shake. <laughs> if you push my button, there's no telling what I may do. All right. All right. As I mentioned, so I know Courtney from way back, and I mean way back. And as mentioned, Courtney and I are from the same small town in Illinois, Princeville. Connection goes further than just that small farm town of 2,000 people in the middle of the Midwest. You see, my only sibling and sister was killed in a car crash when she was just a few years out of high school. I think it was actually two years out of high school. And my family and I started a small little scholarship, not a lot of money, just a small little money we donated to the family uh, or to, to a senior softball player at Princeville High School every year. And Courtney was the very first mm -hmm. recipient of this award. Can you believe it has almost been 24 years since you've been in school? Um, wow. And I, I can actually see that just like it was yesterday, Kerr. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yep. that was, it's a weird connection there, right? So I was, I was going back and saying, I think she was the first recipient. That's, I was. Yeah, I yeah. was. You know, I have to say with that, Kerr, it was a moment um, uh, I will never forget, you know, because that helped me in my college career, you know, with, with the grant and, um, you know, being the first senior player to receive that um, was so special to me, especially in your, in your sister's memory. I played ball with that girl and could she <laughs> play ball, you know, being your kind sister. Was, wasn't she? Oh my goodness. Well, she belonged behind the plate and that's exactly where she was at. <laughs> and, you know, uh, just an amazing, amazing girl. And, you know, I just had the privilege to play right next side to her wow. and, um, you well, know, you. someone I hold hold true to my heart, uh, uh, pretty much on a daily basis. So. Oh, well, thank you. We, that means a lot to me and, and my family. So I appreciate that. But uh, and our connection gets a little odder from here for us. And this is a you know a good segue, I think, to where we we're going with today's show. So before I go on, listeners we may want to pull out some Kleenex or hankies as <laughs> we might go from Courtney and you know talk about where we're from. So my sister's gravesite is almost exactly across the from Courtney's mother's gravesite. That correct, mm -hmm. right? It's right across. Yep. Yep. And Courtney's mom, mm -hmm. who I remember very well, you know, passed away after her fight with cancer. Um, mm -hmm. And she would be 70 today. Is that about, is that correct? Yeah. Mm -hmm. okay. That's right. In January. Yep. So, so I know this is probably a stupid question, but I'm going to ask anyway. Oh. And while it seems that it isn't very difficult to connect the dots in your case, mm -hmm. um, but after your mom had passed, did you know that you were life calling and would be to fight this disease and that you wanted to work with, you know, the American Cancer Society? 
That's a great question, Kerfee. Um, you know, I, I can take you back to that moment. And I will say a lot of people at my organization, you know, I've been with ACS now over 14 years. I've been very blessed with the, with that tenure. Um, they don't, they don't still don't know, um, you know, the connection that I have and, you know, why I walk through my doors every day and I continue to fight. Um, you know, I don't want any child or any family to go through uh, what we went through as a family. Um, you know, my mom passed uh, when I was 14 and that was yeah. back in 93. And back then we didn't, people didn't talk about cancer like we mm -hmm. do today. I mean, no. that's an advancement in itself. Um, back then it was such a taboo topic of, um, you know, oh, you have a diagnosis um, that, equal to death sentence. Um, you know, me being at the age that I was in, you know, I was just starting my freshman year in high school. Wow. You know, my father's running a family business. You know, I still got, runs that family business, right? Still runs that family yeah, business here in Peoria, you know, um, trying to get him to go part-time, but on another note. <laughs> um, but, you know, I, you know, I didn't, I didn't understand and we didn't talk about it. And, the services for families were not there. And the, at the time, the hospitals didn't have the connections to, to make for us. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, you know, I did my seventh grade term paper on malignant melanoma. Oh, you know, wow. who, who, who does that? You know, right. so my experience curve, it is deep. It is rooted in me. And, you know, by working here at the American Cancer Society, it has been able to help not only myself heal from such a tragedy of, you know, growing up without my mother and that same sex parent and, mm -hmm. you know, being able to help my family heal by simply starting to talk about it. Right. And I think that when you have such a tragedy in a family, you just don't talk about it because you don't know how to talk about it. And every time you try to talk about it, you cry and you, mm -hmm. grieve and you get angry and you go through the whole grieving process all over together. And, you know, now, you know, just shy of 25 years, um, we celebrate. And, you know, now I hear stories from my father that I've never heard, you know, <laughs> you know, all the beautiful memories and, you know, that they shared together. And, you know, I, I enjoy hearing, you know, how he dated my mother and, you know, went out in his 55 Chevy and, um, <laughs> you know, but that's why I walk through the doors every day, Kerfee, is to make sure people know that you can live with a cancer diagnosis. It does not equal an immediate death sentence. We've had such advancements in, you know, research, education, advocacy, service, you name it, to make sure that the survival rate is five years and beyond. Right. And back then it just wasn't. So, you know, to bury your mother at that age and to kind of look around and say, now what? <laughs> now yeah, what am I yeah. supposed to do? And I was, I knew at a young age that I wanted to serve my community. I didn't know in what capacity that was going to lead me. I knew that I loved to talk to people. I knew that I was not a person that I could sit behind my office, a desk for eight hours and enter, right. and, you know, try to talk about data. You know, I'm wanting to get in front of people and let's talk about it. Let's break down barriers. And so this organization uh, overall has has really been a sense of healing, um, not only for myself, but like I said, for my family right. and we've been able to help heal other families that have experienced this tragedy. Yeah. Well, I think it's just an amazing tribute you know, to your family and to your mom that you are d doing this, right? I think mm -hmm. it's, um, yeah, I think it's just fantastic when I can see somebody in this world who does a job and there's a passion behind it and there's a reason behind it and they're, they're going into work every day. Yeah. To make money, but there's an underlying, um, 
driver there and your driver is not only beneficial to everybody in your community and the country and the world um it's just like i said earlier a major tribute uh, to your family so you know kudos to you kid oh thanks i i appreciate that so the real men wear pink campaign on a national Mm. level yeah. Tell me more about it, how it came about, how it works, and why is this campaign so important for the American Cancer Society? Oh, you you got it. Uh, you know, I, if, if your listeners don't know, you know, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And, you know, probably for the last 10, 15 years now, um, you've seen more pink out in your communities. Um you know, back, like I was talking about earlier, back, you know, when my mother was going through, you know, her journey, uh, and we, we fast forward to today, um, breast is a very educated cancer diagnosis. And now people are not afraid to actually talk about it and mm-hmm. want to talk about it. And so um, it's been since around 2015 that we really felt we had this platform nationwide of well, what can men do? You know, uh, you know, nine times out of 10, you have a man who is a caregiver. Now there is about a 1% slash 2% of the male population that also experiences a breast Mm -hmm. diagnosis. Um, but you know, you have men that are in a caregiving role, you know, as their loved one is going through their cancer, uh, journey. And we really felt, you know, a, what can men do? And how can they use their voice, their experience, their whys um, to give back and to help? Um, So Real Men Wear Pink was formed and it has really become one of our signature events nationwide. Um, So, so much, uh, you know, we've raised, um, you know, $33 million. Wow. And, you know, that that's amazing itself. And just last year we raised over $10 million just with this campaign alone. This is, um, the one campaign curfew that, um, is strictly for breast, uh, meaning it doesn't, um, uh, go to any other cancer site. Right. Um, and it directly benefits cancer research services, education, and so forth. So, um, you know, with this being on a national platform, uh, we're essentially pulling men out from behind their desks and making and, them wear pink, right? And making them wear pink. And uh, hey, no one's you know, ever had to make me wear pink. I've always had pink. And so when you asked me to do this, I'm like, well, shit, yeah. I got like five shirts in there. In fact, in yep. fact, I'm gonna throw you. I'm gonna go throw you way back. My senior oh. picture in high school Wait. back at Princeville, and I wore this yeah. shirt. It was my favorite shirt. I had a pink Z Cavaricci. Sure, that I and I still have that shirt. That's not right. So oh, so I have always that should definitely make it I've always been a real man, right? So that's right, you know. But I will say there is a difference between salmon and pink. Oh no, this Uh, this was there is a difference. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so. Um, we've had, we've had some uh, men just really, when we say, you know, we want men to wear pink throughout the month of October. Well, I've seen some of the photos, the suits and everything. Yeah. Oh, we've had men decked out the shoes, the socks, the, the, the full three piece suits, you know, the, uh, the sunglasses, you know, um, and we, we create an experience, um, you know, and these are men of influential status, um, that, you know, everyone from a CEO to, you know, the grocery store owner, um, to, you know, a director, a podcast, (laughs) absolutely. You know, anyone that really has that passion, right. That, that passion to say, wait, I know some people I've got a circle of influence and I know that they, that they care. Um, you know, things look different this year, obviously in the, in the world, um, that we live in, um, we had to make a huge transition. Yeah. Well, let's talk about that. Right. So, I mean, you oversee the central Illinois campaign and with COVID uh, this Mm -hmm. whole pandemic or yeah, whatever 
we are more virtual than ever. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm not, yeah. not going to go that direction. So tell me about yeah. Central Illinois' campaign specifically yeah. as to what you expected to raise this year and why is it so important to Central Illinois specifically? Great question. Um, so I help uh, along with my campaign manager, uh, Allison, uh, for the Central Illinois, the Heart of Illinois campaign. Alice Morrow, right? Alice Morrow, yeah. Give, give a shout out. out. That's right. Um, you know, we had to we had to switch all of our and transition all of our um, community fundraising to a virtual platform. And you know, you want to talk about a huge shift, and it just it was for everyone has had to make this transition. But the biggest fear was, Kerfee, how do you fundraise on a virtual platform? Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, we have some people here, I- I'll be honest, that still don't have smartphones. Um, <laughs> they don't have the biggest internet s- strength um, because we live in a rural community. Um, we've got cornfields for miles. And yeah. so, you know, we had to do a lot of education. Um, so well, when you when you called me, I was like, well, hey, Courtney, I don't live in Illinois anymore. I live in Atlanta, Georgia. She goes, well, it's all virtual, so that's fine. I said, all, all right, virtual. well, let's do this. That's right. Um, so we initially, uh, with the the Heart of Illinois campaign, um, at the at the very beginning, we had a goal to raise forty thousand um, uh, dollars. Two weeks ago, we had to make a, a shift, and we actually had to merge some campaigns. And one of those campaigns hmm. was the Southern, um, the downstate, uh, meaning Springfield and beyond down to Marion, they had a separate campaign. And so we merged um, our campaigns together to make one solid downstate Illinois campaign. So okay. we've actually uh, now increased that goal um, to raising $60,000. And you know what, Kirby, we're on, we're on track right now. I, I have to tell you that you know, right now, um, I think my listeners have, get off their ass and hurry up and start donating. You know, <laughs> we're, we're trying to make it as easy as possible for everybody. <laughs> um, but you know, uh, we have just about 33 ambassadors and, uh, we're just shy of $27,000 in. We'll get and it. We'll get it. We, we will get it. But this is, this is just such a fun campaign curfew because, Men are coming out of, of uh, you know, their work environments and saying, this is why I'm involved in this campaign. Right. And we're giving men voices um, and we're giving them all the tools and the platforms to make a difference in the fight against breast cancer. And men are having fun along the way and they're getting very creative. I'm having a blast. Yeah. And, I'm having a blast. You know. You're using, uh, you know, this experience, you know, with me and, you know, we're educating thousands of people about real men right now. Yes, absolutely. Well, hey, well, let's educate them. Then. Can you specifically give me an example of how this campaign has made like an impact to someone or somewhere you have personally witnessed? Oh, w- without a doubt, because the funds go directly back towards our services. Um, and I'll give you an example. One of our one of our strongest services that we have is our free transportation program uh, called Road to Recovery. That's a nationwide program. If you mm. sit back and think about it, Kirby, one of the biggest barriers uh, individual has, besides the financial aspect, is transportation, getting to and from all of their doctor's appointments. Right. Um, if you think about it, you've got lab scans, uh, blood draws, you've got your actual treatment itself. And here in my rural area, it takes longer to drive to your treatment center than to actually get your treatment, get back in your car and drive all the way home. Right. And if you don't have a car, I mean. Exactly. And so that's where, you know, this service offers free transportation. Um, You know, in the sense, and since the inception, um, you know, back in 2005, we've, offered more than 9 million rides. I mean, if you think about that, these are volunteer drivers. The majority of our drivers themselves are cancer survivors. Um, And so that bond between the driver, think about the stories, think about the strength. And so absolutely impacts um, and going directly towards that. It absolutely impacts how we can help lodge patients and their families during their treatment, you know, offering 
peer-to-peer support, especially for breast. You know, being able to link someone up um, with another individual that has gone through the same diagnosis as you, um, to ask questions, to learn about what their experience was like. I mean, wow. Just to have a survivor. There you go. Right? Right there in the driver's seat, a survivor taking you, saying, you're going to be fine. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. That's Absolutely. that's impactful as hell right there to me. And there's no charge. Well, you know, there, there's a no lot of charge. these drivers, the volunteers. Absolutely. They, it is. A, it's a strictly it's a volunteer program. Yeah. Awesome. It's strictly a volunteer program. So, uh, you know, real men directly uh, along with our other signature events, but real men especially, you know, uh, directly impacts our services and um, research, um, you know, how we, you know, help people at two o'clock in the morning, um, through, um, the out the 24 hour service line that we have nationwide, uh, it spans nationwide, no matter where you are. And so that's why this, uh, switching to a virtual platform now, that's why I could have you join, um, my campaign and yeah. say, Hey, Curfee, come on board. Um, you know, I want to see you in that Z Cavaricci polo that you were supposed to <laughs> I think you'll have to go knock on my mom's door though. I think it's oh. in her, it's in my closet back home in Princeville. So, and uh, she'd probably be more than happy to have you come in. <laughs> hey ma, can we get some meatloaf? Uh, house is still, still there right by the pool. So. <laughs> yep. Right by the pool. That's right. <laughs> so tell me, uh, some of the specifics around the statistics around cancer and breast cancer specifically, because that's what this is about, and how large the fight is. Oh, the fight is is ever growing. Um, I can tell you just for this year alone, 2020, um, the U.S. Is, is facing a potential 2 million new cancer diagnosis. Um, you know, and if you think of that, out of that, you know, just over 600,000 will not survive their cancer journey. You know, and that's that's just in general for cancer overall. You know, if you if you drill down for breast, you know, you're looking at just under three hundred thousand specifically for women um, and a little over forty two thousand will succumb to their their journey. Um, You know, uh, the, the positive curfew is women are getting screened. And we're talking about the changes in our bodies. Uh, we're having those conversations where we're not we're not sitting back and waiting any longer. When we see changes in our skin, we see lumps that weren't there last month. Um, you know, our physicians and our medical community now are uh, absolutely having those conversations with their patients about the importance of getting your screenings. Navigation um, is throughout our hospital systems now so that, um, you know, they can talk to patients earlier about their diagnosis and get them linked with the proper treatments and the proper services. Um, The fight is large, but I will tell you, we're all coming together for that fight. Let's talk about that a little bit. Yeah. And um, actually, you know, talk about breast cancer facts. And one I have is or any questions around it, does breast cancer always start with a lump? And, you know, how important is early detection? So, good question. Um, You know, not necessarily a lump changes is is really the thing that you need to look for. Not getting too medically specific, but, you know, knowing your body, whether you're a man or a woman, um, knowing, you know, your skin, the way your skin feels, um, knowing if you have, hmm. I will say discharge when you didn't have discharge, uh, from areas, um, you know, last month, um, you know, but early detection is absolutely key. Getting the recommended screens, getting in there, um, you know, and having an opportunity for your mammography, um, at the proper time you're supposed to with your physician. If you've got family history, that is absolutely something that you need to have those conversations with your physician because you've got to start your screenings earlier. Um, so we really, uh, are, are open to people to say, learn your body and Kirby, that's just not with breast that, that goes for anything with moles, 
Um, you know, with changes uh, in your bowels, you know, if we want to go there, um, you <laughs> know, about bowels and discharge. Yeah, this is the first time We're talking ever. about <laughs> everything. I mean, hey, <laughs> I, I'm used to talking about yeah, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. So, um, but honestly, uh, you know, people really need to know their family history. Bottom line, you know, uh, we need to know, you know, if you've got a first degree relative that that went through a cancer journey, how old was that individual? Uh, because that means that you're going to have to start your screens earlier and you're going to have yeah. to have those all open conversations um, with your doctors about when you need to get in, whether that's for a colonoscopy, that's for, you know, mammography, getting, you know, hooked up with your dermatologist to have your moles looked at earlier. You know, I, I, I will share this openly with you, Kirby. you know, since my mom, you know, her diagnosis began with a mole. Really? Uh, and I've been getting my moles taken off since I was in high school. Um, that's how my early detection uh, started. It, really? It's way back when I was in high school. And, I, and now I go, I still go every six months um, because it's just ingrained in you. Yeah. Um, that you've got to be careful and you've got to know your body and your changes. Right. So I know and, that that and, was and, a long answer. <laughs> no, no. And, and well, an early detection means you can survive this. And that's what's important. So. Absolutely. So what about men? You, you touched on it a little bit earlier. Can they get breast cancer? And is there any specific right. challenges for men that differs than women? Or So good question. You know, Besides we're more uh, bullheaded. We don't like to go to the doctor say, at all. I would say for <laughs> anything. <laughs> right. Um, you know, you've got, you do have a small percentage of men um, that do have a breast journey. Um, you know, and we need to let men know you need to also be looking for changes um, in your body as well. I think um, men don't talk about it as right. much, um, but absolutely anyone can go through a journey, um, whether you're a man or a woman. And, you know, really noticing um, the changes in your body is key. And, I, and I'll give you an example. Um, you know, a lot of men find a, a diagnosis um, this is not related to breast, but when they're shaving and they notice a lump in their neck and, um, you know, that's where a lot of men's journeys begin, um, with head and neck is because they found a lump while they were shaving. Well, so beard. I, yeah, you <laughs> get in there with those hands. That's right. Get in that beard. So absolutely, uh, again, men just need to uh, understand their body and the changes that well, they can. And men are bullheaded. I'm one of those. I mean, I mean, I'm going through. I mean, I, I work out quite a bit, and uh, <laughs> and I, I, everyone's razzing me right now, saying, "You need to go to the doctor. You need to get that checked out." I've got bursitis in my elbow. It's like Popeye's elbow. Have you ever seen that? It's really yes. weird. I'm just like letting it go. I'm not. I'm not going to the doctor. I'm not going to get charged for this. This is stupid. I just. I'll just ice it. It'll be okay. And but you know, we're just bullheaded. Yeah. I'm bullheaded. You know, you're just... bullheaded. I am too smart. I am too smart. S M R T. I mean S M A R R T. Absolutely, you are. A lot of men are like, uh, it'll go away. I'll I'll rub some dirt on it. <laughs> it right? It'll just go away. Um, no, actually. A lot of that's where uh, the 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 strength of a woman comes in. I will say to say no, we're we're going, we're going to the doctor. You're going <laughs> to get your physical. You're getting your labs drawn. We got to make sure you're healthy because we need you around. Yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we'll discuss the challenge this year as compared to years past. We're in the middle or the end of the coronavirus pandemic. Oh. How has this affected the American Cancer Society's research funding? Oh. Well, I, I can tell you, Kirby, just the impact on our organization alone, um, it's been detrimental. And, and you know, I have In to say throughout the world, um, but with us specifically, um, we had to make major cuts um, in personnel. Um, and that was devastating. And, um, you know, when on a daily basis, you know, uh, you rely on um, your community events, your, um, your donors, yeah. your investors, because we're not funded by the government. And I, I don't, I don't know if people know that, um, we rely strictly on our donors and our sponsors and events like real men were pink to keep 
um, things alive. And so, you know, we had to make some personnel changes that absolutely impacted. We had to merge um, a lot of our responsibilities. You know, I had I had a title change uh, myself, <laughs> um, you know, and uh, we had to switch from, you know, uh, community to virtual for fundraising. Right. And we had, to, we had to learn how to use zoom and, and to learn how to be, <laughs> you know, work teams and things like that. Um, but beyond that, um, you know, for the first time ever, we're looking at uh, a 50% reduction in research funding. Ouch. And, you know, if, if you think about that, that goes directly towards our, um, new investigators those individuals that we fund at the early stages of their career. And, you know, we don't want that to happen. Um, that, that would be devastating to an organization such as the American Cancer Society. And, um, you know, there's been, you know, just so much change, brick and mortar changes. We've learned that, you know, um, we're not a building the American Cancer Society is everywhere. And so we've learned how to work from home. Right. And, you know, the savings on that, it's helped, yes, but um, it's been a huge change for us um, as far as personnel um, learning to work in a different way um, and still be as effective as we are. So, yeah. 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 Well, and beyond, campaigns... and beyond that, yeah, go ahead. No, no you go ahead. I didn't mean to you know, you. I'm sorry. Beyond, oh, you're fine. Perfect. You know, and beyond that, uh, the whole COVID uh, pandemic that we're in right now has affected cancer itself um, in, in a detrimental way. People are scared to go to the doctor. They're uh, frightened to get their screenings. You know, right now we've had an 87% drop in, in mammographies. Wow. 87%. You know, if you take that further, 90% drop in colon screenings. Specifically, colonoscopies. People now, afraid. people are afraid, um, you know, and then for a, a period of time, uh, elective surgeries, screenings had to stop. Yeah. Um, when, uh, uh, March, April, it was shut down. And um, if you think about that, the effects of people putting off their screenings a year, two years from now, you could be facing a completely different outcome than oh. getting your screens right now. So um, just to put that in there, you know, please have that conversation. You know, our medical community is doing all they can to make sure that they're providing a safe environment uh, for the individuals to get their screenings. Um, they've got proper PPE um, and making sure that you're protected and getting your screenings on time. So yeah. just wanted to plug in there. It's very no, important. And that's why campaigns like this one, and we need everyone's help and support is, you know, the fact that campaigns like this are, you know, there to assist in these resources that are lacking right now and that you guys are struggling with. And so we, we need help and we need people to donate. So um, if that doesn't tell you to get on there and submit the donate Ab button, I don't know Ab what will. Um, so tell me, you just mentioned your position. You had a position change. Yeah. So tell me about yeah. your position. You know, you're the current, now let me give it right. Go ahead. Cancer Control Strategic Partnerships Manager. That's a really long <laughs> title, right? <laughs> exactly what he just said. So tell me <laughs> what you yeah. do and the importance of your role, or is that just made up and you just hang out? I mean, I don't know. You tell me. <laughs> That's well, a yeah, big right. title. It's How do you fit that on a business card? Uh, I'm still trying to figure that out. Yeah. So we're virtually uh, don't need a business card anymore. Right. So I guess that's right. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, so when I talked earlier about having a transition, so my main role really, uh, it was before, before COVID before we really had to take a deeper dive within our organization to say, are, you know, are we maximizing that? That's the true question. Um, I was strictly working in hospital systems. And, um, you know, working with individuals on, let's say, increasing their colorectal screening rates, their HPV vaccination rates um, within their hospitals um, and in their clinics. And with all of this, we took a deeper dive to say, wait a minute, we need to really work on a unified front. You know, how can we 
bring together all of the entities in the community. And I'm talking about the health departments, mm -hmm. um, a federally qualified health center that really reaches out to those individuals in those um, those underserved communities, um, disproportionate population, um, individuals that you know don't have a medical community near them. Um, we need to be working with all of those individuals at the same table and not just saying, well, I'm just going to go in this building and you over here, you take that building over there. Right. Um, so we're, we're learning how to come together. And so, uh, my, my reach is greater now, Kirfi, um, because if that health department and that federally qualified health center is out in the community and let's say they're they're educating individuals about let's say you know mammography, um, HPV vaccination rates, or um, you know colon screenings. That hospital is linked in with them um, from the efforts um, of that outreach, and so that's where I come into play and bring all of those individuals together, because really that's how we should be working anyway. Um, to really get a grasp and a hold on cancer incidence and mortality in your communities. So it's a big title. Um, it's yeah, what we're still working <laughs> through, but you know, it makes me proud that you know, over 14 years now, I've been with my organization, and we continue to grow, evolve, change, shift, however you want to say it, to make sure that we're meeting the needs of our communities. And that we're listening to our partners saying, hey, we need to really fine tune this. We need to improve this area over here. You know, we need to bring up our mammography rates. How do we do that? And so an organization such as ourselves, we can come in and sit at the table and say, let's take a deep dive. Let's take a look at barriers. Let's look at where are your people at right now in, in, in your communities? You know, do they have insurance? Is that a barrier? Do they not have transportation? Are they simply afraid to come in and get their screening? And so that that's where we come in, Curfee. And, and that's where you come in. Yep. That's where we come in now. Yeah. yeah. So, well, they don't have a notes. <laughs> I can't think of a better person to have that title than you. So uh, we're very lucky. So very um, and it's got it's got I was counting while you're talking. It's got over forty letters in your title. So I don't know if you ever counted, but I was sitting there looking at it. Holy shit, that's a lot. So. I have not actually counted uh, that, but thank you for doing that. I'll take that back to my manager. Well, don't don't hold my math skills if I'm off a couple of so. I love it. Yeah. Well, hey, I don't know if you've listened to the show, and I really appreciate you coming on here, and we're, we're going to keep um, you know promoting the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Awesome. But if you've listened to past episodes, I hope you have. You lie to me if you have say you have um <laughs> i play a game sometime with certain people that i want to oh uh, boy okay get to know a little bit and uh, okay. and i apologize for not warning you in advance however okay. uh i and the listeners want to get to know courtney more personally and especially i mean you're looking for a man so let's hopefully one of these guys from oh, california <laughs> we get to know you a little bit you know hey who knows right so what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna ask you 10 questions rapidly Oh and no! You, and you have to answer as fast as you can. Okay. So you play okay. this game, right? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you ready yeah, to go? Got it. got it. Yep. All right. Here we go. Ready? Okay. Yep. Mask or no mask? Mask. All right. Who's your celebrity crush? Adam Levine, Maroon Five, of course. Hmm. <laughs> God, he's so romantic. Gosh darn it! Didn't think it was yeah. hashtag busy beer yeah. guy. Uh, favorite superhero. <laughs> Oh, superhero Wonder Woman. Why? Oh, watching Linda Carter from when I was a little girl. <laughs> Linda Absolutely. Carter. Yeah. I watched her. Um, <laughs> biggest addiction. <laughs> biggest addiction? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Um, running. Yeah, that's right. You do yeah. run a lot. And yeah. your dad runs a lot, right? Yeah, he's he still an run? avid marathoner. He's How old's your dad? 72, going on 72 and that, still running incontinence. That yep. is awesome. I see those yep. pictures all the time. Yeah, awesome. What's your guilty pleasure? Guilty pleasure? Oh, hands down, Friday night, pizza nights, and a glass of wine. There you go. That's a good. Oh, that's, yeah. that's, not, that's not a bad guilty one. Guilty pleasure, yeah. How long does it take you to get ready in the morning? 
So that's a two-part question, Kirby. Um, it depends <laughs> okay. on um, if I'm leaving the house. Now, I will tell you, I can rock a bun and no makeup and get on a Zoom call because um, that's where we're at in this world. Uh, but if I've got to go somewhere, give me an hour um, and, and I'll pull myself together to get out the door. That's <laughs> and you not can too stay bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Takes me about an hour. Um. <laughs> you got to comb that beard. That's right. What word or term makes you cringe? Oh, I don't even know if you could say it on air. Oh, I would you can say where the hell you want. Oh, I would say moist. <laughs> I threw up in my mouth a little bit. I, I that <laughs> word just drives me. Except for that word. That's a gross. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh what song's on your playlist right now? Right now, um, somebody's love, Maroon Five. Oh my you are an Adam Levine. Yeah. Fan, oh yeah. How many times have yeah. you seen him in concert? Uh Six was supposed, to, was supposed to see him, but COVID knocked that out here uh, just last month. Yeah, I've seen him twice, I think. Yeah. Oh, they keep getting better. Yeah. What is your signature dance move? Oh, God. Uh, back and forth with the snaps. You know, we're just. No, what is back, back and forth, forth with the snaps mean? What is that? We're just, we're just getting the groove. And we got to snap our fingers, but it also depends on if you have a drink in your hand or not, because that can make that. A little... <laughs> is that an old stage two move? <laughs> oh, might be a sneakers move. <laughs> sneakers. <laughs> yeah, there's some throwbacks. Uh, last question. Okay. Favorite, favorite podcast. Oh, you. Obviously. Uh, of course. Good answer. You. I've actually had a couple of people say other podcasts, but that's all right. <laughs> Shame on that. They're no longer on my friend list. Right. <laughs> well, Courtney, this has been an extremely informative, oh, heartwarming, wow. tear-jerking a little bit, and fun show. And I truly appreciate your time. Thank and you. thrilled that you decided to come on the show today to catch up, and most importantly, to talk about the Real Men Wear Pink campaign yep. for 2020. And I'm honored that you asked me to be a part of this campaign and you know help fight this cause. Um, that's so near and dear to you and your family and that's important. So, uh, next time I'm back in central Illinois, promise me that you'll meet up for a coffee or a drink or a better yet. If you're ever down in Atlanta, cause the American cancer society is headquartered here, right? HQ. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so if you're down here, let me know. We'll, uh, yeah, I'll show you around town. I'll pick you up on that curfew. Thank Good you deal. so much. Good deal. So before I sign off, I want you to make sure I repeat where people can go donate and allow okay. you to, and allow you to plug anything that you, well, we may have forgotten. So, as mentioned in the beginning of the show, I, the beard, Kirby Smith, is a Real Men Wear Pink or 2020 ambassador, and I'm raising funds, and I'm going to try to bump it up to 5000 to be exact, you know, to fight oh, breast cancer. Oh, I'm right? clapping so that, right that's, now. That's what I'm going to go for, all right? That's my yeah. goal. So I need $5,000 for my listeners, all right? And we've yes, just started, um, you know, but I would like to hit that mark before the end of October, so I need everyone's help, right? So hashtag biz with the beard listeners, I need you to write down a few things right now get out your pens get out your pay, paper pencils whatever crayons i don't care i need all my listeners to go to go to our podcast page at anchor.fm biz with beard and hit the listener support button again i'll be donating 100 percent of my proceeds that you donate from the listener support button for the months of september and october to the real men wear pink campaign and american cancer society now if you want to Donate directly to the campaign. All you have to do is go to my Real Men Wear Pink page through ACS and donate directly to the campaign. The address again is main.acsevents.org slash go to slash curfew. And curfew spelled C-U-R-P-H-Y. There you can donate and help fight this deadly disease. And lastly, the hashtag biz with the beard podcast is offering some amazing merch over the next two months. Yeah that raise awareness to fight breast cancer. Have you seen any of that stuff we put out there? We're just putting them out there slow. I'm going to put some out there again today. I got something new. Awesome. Got something awesome. new for the ladies. But, um, but these include some very cool black or uh, snapback hats with the pink hashtag biz with beard logo and a pink ribbon. We also have a very cool gray t-shirt that say real men wear pink on the front with mm. a pink ribbon. And on the back, just because this is who we are, <laughs> You have a pink hashtag biz with beard logo and our motto of beards for boobs. I know it's a little nice. funny, but it's, so that's it. Nice. We want to have a play with it. We're going to have fun right. with this and we want to raise some money. So those shirts are pretty darn cool. Mine's in the mail right now. Um, I've already ordered one. So that will go to this campaign. And again, these are really high quality material, regular slim fitted, 
Um, we do have racer backs for the ladies. If they, you know, if you're exercise and that's something you want to do, you can get one of those. Um, but again, we are donating 100% of gross profits of these cool merch items to the Real Men Wear Pink campaign. Um, and you can get these at my business page at www.acsexec.com underneath the merchandise tab. You can also go to our Facebook page or Instagram page and order there as well. So, Courtney, any final thoughts? Oh, Kirby, I, uh, I just I want to thank you um, for planting your roots with us because that's what you're doing. And, you know, your eyes, I think, have just opened up tremendously um, as to the power of our organization and that we're on a mission, um, you know, to, to be the cure and to be a part of the cure. And I can't thank you enough for allowing me to come on your podcast and, you know, uh, come donate, learn about Real Men Wear Pink, but furthermore, come plant your roots with the American Cancer Society um, and really step out of the bubble um, because even though we're in a pandemic right now, cancer has not stopped and yeah. neither are we. Um, so I, I just thank you so much. No, well, thank you for coming on. And I do want to mention uh, some of the main resources we discussed uh, earlier, and that is a 24-hour, seven-day-a-week, 800 number, which is 800-227-2345 for a national, uh, for a trained national cancer information specialist, and the website of www.cancer.org. So yes. I, don't want to, I don't want to leave that stuff out. No, absolutely. Those are the two main resources that um, if anyone is in need of services, has questions, um, we now offer a live chat option through cancer.org um, because of the world that we live in. Um, you know, if you want to talk to somebody live, we do now have that feature. So, um, and of course, we have our 24 hour um, service line that, you know, if you've got questions at two o'clock in the morning, you've got trained professionals that are on the other end of the line for you. So, um, please don't forget about those resources. Um, they're there for you um, and everyone within our community. Well, thank you, Courtney, again, for coming on the Hashtag Biz with the Beard podcast. Much love, success, and strength yes. to keep fighting for you, all right? Um, you. I want to remind everyone to subscribe to the show at anchor.fm slash bizwithbeard, then share it with your friends on all your social media pages. And don't forget, while you're on Anchor subscribing, if you want to feature your business by supporting or sponsoring a future episode, um, all I have to do is hit list, list of support and we can feature you or your business at the beginning of the show. You can also contact me directly to be a title sponsor at curfee at acsexec.com. As always, I'm grateful for all of our listeners who tune in on all the amazing podcast platforms out there, such as Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora, and many, many more. You can even ask Alexa, hey Alexa, play hashtag biz with the beard and she'll shoot us up. So there you have it, friends. Another show is in the books, but never fear. The beard will always be here. Until next time, same beard time, same beard channels. Thank you for listening to Hashtag Biz with the Beard. Remember, every genius idea starts with the stroke of the beard. Have a successful day. Hey, hashtag biz with beard and bald fans. We hope you enjoyed today's podcast. It was brought to you by ACS Executives. But let me ask you something. As an entrepreneur or business owner, are you tired of struggling with running your business? Do you feel you can drive more revenue, improve your profits, and run more efficiently if you had a little help? Well, you are not alone, and there is a solution for you. Like many small businesses, as the owner, you wear a lot of hats. And why wouldn't you? You started this thing, so you're very careful and particular about it. Well, at ACX Executives, we do a deep dive into your business to help your business grow revenues, improve profits, acquire capital, and run more efficiently. We just don't point out problems. We help you resolve them through our family of companies and the solutions they provide. We share some of the best practices and processes and coach you and your team through them. Our suite of quality products and services will help you get there quickly and smoothly. That's how we ensure your success. 
So visit us at acsexec.com or call us at 1-800-495-6505 and schedule a free 30-minute consulting assessment. Have a successful day, and we hope you enjoy today's episode of Hashtag Biz with Beard and Bald.